This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track podcast with Brad the Big Noise Evans and Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. And Brandon, a bombshell was dropped on Friday. Michael Thomas, oh, poor on uh, if you're one of those sickos who's done about, I don't know, a half dozen or maybe a full dozen best ball drafts uh, already this season, but it sounds like uh, he is going to miss multiple games to begin the regular season, had ankle surgery strangely in June to repair ligament damage from an injury that he suffered early last year. So a lot of lingering impacts overall, uh, according to Larry Holder of The Athletic. Uh, he could be out upwards of the first five games of the regular season, which makes sense because it really aligns with the Saints' schedule as they have a week six bye. So you may not see Michael Thomas on the field until week seven at Seattle against your Seahawks. So, Brandon, uh, first things first here, man. Uh, the immediate impact on Thomas from a redraft perspective, is he still a top 40 wide receiver in your estimation? I haven't talked to just inside. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of holding out hope and ranking him like he you know gets like ten games in, and so ten games of Michael Thomas, who going into the year with if no issues, you could argue may end up as the most targeted receiver in the league. Um, but ten games of that kind of volume plus replacement level wide receiver at a very deep position, I think he's still can get a lot of value out of that overall, but yeah, it's, it, you have to, it's back end wide receiver three for me at best because you just can't get around the fact six games is going to leave a mark. Yeah. I've got him outside my top 40. So let's go ahead and qualify this for the listening masses here of the fantasy fast track and a prompt to game ahead to head. Tell me you'd rather have this year, Michael Thomas or LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I have LaVisca Chenault uh, three spots behind Thomas. He's at number 39 on my list. Uh, I've got Chenault at 40 and Michael Thomas at 42. What about Michael Thomas or my dude, Michael Pittman Jr.? Oh, give me Michael Thomas. I, I feel stronger about this one. Oh, give me Michael Pittman Jr. I feel stronger on the other side <laughs> of this one. Uh, last but certainly not least, what about uh, Michael Thomas or a potential rookie sensation in Devontae Smith? Now, this is where it's, uh, you know, a coin flip for me right now. It's 36 for Thomas, 37 for Smith. So give me Thomas. Buy a nose, but that's subject to change because we still have many weeks before the season starts. And I'm sure there will be a whole lot of hyperbole being thrown towards the rookie in Philadelphia. 100% Savante Smith for me could command upwards of 25% of the target share in year one. Hopefully with Jalen Hurts primarily under center, though, maybe Deshaun Watson. We never know. Mm. Uh, You might see him there in the city of brotherly love. Uh, Some of the ripple effects here. Let's talk about it briefly. New Orleans in the first five games of the season. This is their schedule. Green Bay at Carolina at New England against the New York Giants at home and then at the fight in Footballs in Washington. Uh, are you boost the profiles at all of an Adam Troutman, a Marquez Callaway, a Traquan Smith, or you're just like, eh, may? Um, Adam Troutman could legitimately be a true breakout. That's the TBD, but I, I give that possibility uh, even higher percentage at this point. Uh, people were high on him to begin with. Again, Michael Thomas was a guy we thought was going to get a ton of targets, but he can't get all of them. And Troutman could could have been in position even with Thomas there to be the second most targeted guy in that receiving core after Alvin Kamara. So 
Uh, I think this is just uh, more for him. I, I just Traquan Smith, Smith. We've seen him drop the ball plenty, and Marquez Callaway. We don't know a ton about these other guys. It's hard to get really excited about them stepping up in a big way in Thomas's absence. And this is something I brought up on the SiriusXM show we do. Is I think this could be uh, helpful to Taysom Hills. Yep. You know, going yep. for the going for the starting job there. If they just want to just blow this whole thing up from a traditional offensive standpoint and go RPO and, and be run heavy and be kind of Baltimore style offense. Uh, that's Taysom Hill. Yeah. I mean, maybe Taysom Hill could uh, play quarterback. Maybe he could play tight end. Maybe he could play a wide receiver uh, <laughs> in the slot in the X, whatever is necessary, make it happen. Taysom Hill, if he does end up starting you know, particularly with this first five game stretch could be a top 10 guy and also having Camara's target share about to skyrocket uh, based on what we seen last season when Michael Thomas was out. Uh, you know, consistently a guy getting double figures in targets on a per-game basis. There's your breakdown of the Michael Thomas fallout. With that, let's get to it on this rookie wide receiver slash Kyle Pitts edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, uh, let's look at some of the back-end options here among first-year pass catchers. Uh, tell me which one is your favorite out of this group, and they're all going about the same point. And fantasy drafts according to ADP. Rashad Bateman of the Baltimore Ravens, Elijah Moore of the New York Jets, Rondale Moore of the Arizona Cardinals, or are you a Terrace Marshall guy, formerly LSU, now of Carolina? Out of that quattro, which one would you be inclined to roster most? I gotta be honest, I'm kind of most interested in Terrace Marshall, who was a round one ability guy, and he's had some injury question marks. But if he checks out medically this year and uh, look, at you got a former, you know, connection there with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator mm. with Carolina. Mm. Uh, you have Curtis Samuel vacating uh, a role in which he returned top 25 wide receiver fantasy production last year. So I'm most excited about Terrace Marshall because I think he is a true kind of difference making athletic talent and in a position where you can kind of just imagine him being you know, the Curtis Samuel replacement there. So give me Terrace Marshall. Uh, he's a stretch Armstrong, man. He is long, yep. super long. And he could maybe stick out like a sore thumb for Sam Darnold there inside the red zone. We'll see how much target share he can command. Obviously got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, but uh, he's I'm not as high on him as you are. It's Rondale Moore for me. I like the little, you know, dynamos, the mighty mouses of the <laughs> NFL, and Rondell Moore is certainly that guy. You know, he was just so explosive, so dynamic. Boiler up uh, during his days in West Lafayette, Indiana. And within this air raid scheme, um, is it, you know, more vertical raid uh, or horizontal raid, I should say, <laughs> because at times <laughs> it's a lot of nickel and diming. Um, you know, I think, you know, Cliff Kingsbury can get really creative with him in space, uh, maximize that explosiveness. And he's one of those guys, if you give him an inch, he will take a mile. So at wide receiver 62, 157.54 overall, he could definitely exceed expectations and creep in at times into the wide receiver three ranks in a week in, week out basis based on the matchup and could be flexy, sexy as well. So don't forget Rondell Moore, Funston, though, Team Marshall. <laughs> Number four. All right, moving on. Let's go down and apply the SPF 50 because I burn easily, Brandon. I'm very pale. Um, and <laughs> Jalen Waddle is a man in Miami. 
uh, who could really soak up some of the catches this season. You know, what are your expectations for him this year? Is he a guy uh, that you believe can exceed his ADP, which currently stands? And again, I'm you know sorting through drafts conducted over the last couple of weeks in best ball leagues and half point PPR wide receiver 48, 111.38. Is he overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued at that price point? I, I'm staying away, to be honest with you. I think he's maybe a little bit overvalued. I know he's a, a dynamic talent, but I just look at the situation he landed in where, you know, Mike Gusecki, the tight end, was running in the slot a lot last year. But you bring in Will Fuller. You got Devontae Parker. Preston Williams is going to be back. Uh, and you have a, a very good receiving option out of the running back uh, position in Miles Gaskin. I just don't know that this is going to be high-flying enough of an offense to really support Jalen Waddle being meaningful for fantasy uh, managers week in and week out. So I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to be invested in Jalen Waddle at all this year, but I, you know, I'll, I, I think he has a bright future. I just don't know if he's going to be big time right away. Well, he's explosive, man. I mean, he's, he's got wheels for days and he could definitely pop off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, he was limited last season, in the national title game, uh, you know, playing through pain. He was in with an ankle injury. I mean, he's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, he's got considerable wiggle. He wins oftentimes in contested catch situations, but it, it is kind of a crowded room there. You know You know what Will Fuller's got? Oh, this just in. His hamstring snapped. Well, <laughs> there he goes. Sorry. Bye, Will Fuller. No, I'm kidding, I guess I obviously. should be factoring in the inevitable Will Fuller injury. Maybe I'm, I'm selling Jalen Waddle short for that reason. Well, I think people are selling Devontae Parker short more than anybody yeah. else. And maybe to yeah. a certain extent, Mike Isecki as well. So, and we also are believing, you know, can Tua Tagovailoa take that step in maturation? You know, that's TBD. So, I mean, and you mentioned Miles Gaskin, who is going to be, you know, check down Charlie. is going to be available all over the place, uh, you know, within this offensive scheme. So, uh, I'm I'm fading Jalen Wadden right now at wide receiver 48. I, I think he is overvalued, and I'm definitely fading on this. I'm obviously showing my cards. I, I'm going to see if you're with me. His player prop, this is real, at DraftKings over a 17-game season, 750.5 receiving yards. I'm way under on that at minus 115. Do you oh. disagree? Absolutely under. I, I think he's a hard time to get getting out of the 600 yard range at best. Yeah. Well, you and I uh, on the same page, locking hand in hand, little lady in the tramp action, and we're gonna be smooching uh, <laughs> on that under with Jalen. I'm praying this is a really long piece of spaghetti. Waddle, no sir, it's penne pasta, so it's gonna be a quick <laughs> smooch. Number three. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk uh, next man up here, and it is the Slim Reaper. And he's going to put the million-dollar sleeper hold uh, for you old WWF fans on the competition. Devontae Smith, uh, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, uh, former teammate of Jalen Waddell at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide! Uh, and he's rolling in to a potential massive target share Funston in Philadelphia. Yeah, you got Jalen Hurts, uh, who was wide receiver 42 and adjusted completion percentage last season. That was dead last, by the way, among eligible wide receivers. Now, you said, uh, you know, you take Devontae Smith ahead of Michael Thomas. I certainly would do that. He's wide receiver 38 right now in average drafts, 86.15, overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued. Wide receiver 38, you said? Yep. Yeah, I have him at 37. I think there's room for him to go higher if Jalen Hurts uh, improves at throwing the ball. But I love his situation. I think he's going to be a target hog there. And, you you know, some people might worry about his size. But go back to, and watch film of him off the line of scrimmage when, when people try to press him. He is very adept at getting clean releases. He's super quick, you know. Um, 
and just has a, a way of creating instant separation. He's got great speed, great route running. And that once he's got that separation, you know, good luck if you're a defender. So I love the I love his, you know, volume upside potential. I don't love his quarterback, but, you know, Jalen Hurts could take another step forward and it would be, you know, I think we're going to see Devontae Smith pushing towards that top 30. Yeah, everybody's making a big deal about, you know, his height, his weight and the fact that he needs to pound some protein shakes. But, you know, there's one adjective that comes to mind every time I've seen him play and it's fluidity. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he he's just smooth, man. He glides and he finds Soft spots and coverage. He's really creative off those breaks and gaining that separation, the bending, the contorting. There's some Brandon Lloyd tendencies to him because oh, Brandon Lloyd was a long, well, University of Illinois guy. You know, yeah. you know, I'm right here in Champaign, so I got to represent Brandon. Uh, but you know, Devontae Smith, I, I think, is going to make some serious noise uh, this upcoming season, and I, I think he's undervalued right now. Wide receiver 38. I got him ranked. Uh, inside my top 36. Let's do a little game here of head-to-head. Tell me you'd rather have this season, Devontae Smith uh, or another former Alabama wide receiver in his second year, Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I have Judy 38. I have Devontae Smith 37. So uh, give me Smith. I, I've got Smith just ahead of Judy. What about Devontae Smith or the aforementioned Will Fuller? Uh, I will take Devontae Smith. Uh, I will also go Devontae Smith. Last and certainly not least, uh, what about Will Fuller's former NFL teammate, Brandon Cooks or Devontae Smith? Ooh, right now, just got Devontae Smith by a couple spots. Oh, God. Uh, you, love, to... you love yourself some Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've got Brandon Cooks one spot <laughs> higher. Oh, I feel naughty for saying that, but it's very true. Uh, let me pull up some props on Devontae Smith, and you tell me if you're over or under on this number. Uh, the lines have, have been all over the place. They open up in, like, the mid-700s. Uh, actually, they're still in the mid-700s. This is crazy. Okay, I'm pulling this from BetMGM right now. Over or under 749 and a half, minus 115 on the over, minus 110 on the under. Honestly, I think he's at least 900. I, I would not be out of, you know, I would not think it crazy that he got to 1,000. But give me give me a well over on this number. Uh, Mike Clay says uh, 114 for target, 71 catches, 962. Jeff Ratcliffe is in the low 900s as well. Hammer the over on the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith. Number two. All right, numero dos on our list of top five rookie targets, uh, vertical options for your fantasy football devices. Oh, it's Jamar Chase. Uh, Brandon, a player that scouts were calling a generational prospect uh, in this year's draft. A guy that opted out last year. Remember, didn't play for the LSU Tigers, but two years ago, uh, forced 23 missed tackles in the open field. So he is slippery. Uh, he's speedy. He's physical as well. Uh, absolutely love this guy's overall skill set. A little bit crowded because uh, you got Tyler Boyd. You got your guy, T. Higgins, there to contend with in Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow right now training in the right direction to start the season on time, coming off that gruesome knee injury he suffered against Washington last season. So overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued, on Jamar Chase at his wide receiver 25, 57.08 ADP. Oh, you know what? I think that's proper. I have him right in the mid-20s as well. I think that's where uh, he belongs at this point. But, yeah, uh, bullish on him. I uh, just think that's, it's so so much depth at wide receiver. I can't go higher than 25 right now. All right. Where am I at on I guess I, I have to say this. Uh, I think he's slightly overvalued at 25. I got him at wide receiver 27. Again, I'm not knocking the player. I'm knocking the price tag. 
Yeah, I, I think Jamar yeah. Chase well, could go out there. You know, what what is a realistic projection for him? I think it's something around sixty five to seventy receptions. I think he'll toe the line of a thousand yards. It's probably a handful of touchdowns. Yeah, like seven touchdowns. Wouldn't he have like 23 touchdowns with uh, Burrow at LSU their their season there uh, a couple years ago? Yes, he had insane so, gangbuster numbers. Yeah, maybe seven, eight touchdowns, but I'm with you, like 900 yards. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I look at like DK Metcalf's rookie season, and I think those are the kind of numbers that we're talking about right here. So I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and if you look at what Clay's got him projected for, he's got him at 77, just over 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. And, you know, I, I would say that the catch told maybe just a slight bit of aggressiveness there. Uh, but other than that, I could buy it and – to the yeah. rest of it overall. All right, let's do a little head-to-head on Jamar Chase uh, in a half-point PPR league. Who would you rather have, Jamar Chase or his teammate T. Higgins? <laughs> so, full disclosure, I was actually slightly lower than ADP because I have I have Chase at 26. The guy I have at 25 is T. Higgins. Yeah, I've got T. Higgins at 26 and Chase at 27. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, like in most fantasy drafts, they are really going back-to-back. It's almost like a run, you know, yeah. like when T Higgins goes, Chase goes next or vice versa. And then about 12 picks later, it's Tyler Boyd off the board. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. just how it is. Bang, bang, bang. I mean, you can make the argument almost for all these guys in any particular order. And, you know, the coaching staff, Zach Taylor, has said we're not going to force the ball to any particular player. It's just all going to be based on scheme, matchup in the moment. Uh, what about Jamar Chase or Kenny Galladay and his new digs with the Giants? I want Jamar Chase. I feel like Kenny Galladay, you know, has not been a, a volume compiler. He's just a big playmaker. And I, w- I think Jamar Chase can be a volume guy. So give me Jamar Chase. Uh, I am actually going to go the other direction there. And Kenny Galladay, I got him at wide receiver 20. I, I believe wow. in Kenny Galladay. I do. Wow. I do. I, I like him and uh, Daniel Jones bouncing back and resembling more of the quarterback we saw his rookie season than his sophomore campaign. Then again, maybe I've been drinking since 8 this morning. Uh, last and certainly not least, what about Juju or Jamar Chase? Great question. I got Juju at 24 and Jamar Chase at 26. I have uh, Juju. I just moved him. Okay, breaking news, America. I've got Juju at wide receiver 27 and Jamar at 28 now. So there you go. There you go. I I got Juju too low. And you know what? You could probably twist my arm. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm moving Juju (laughs) up to to 25 right now. Welcome to the fantasy football workshop with Brad Evans. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, last but certainly not least, I pulled this prop from points bet over or under 1,000.5 yards for Chase. No, I think he gets nine middle middle to upper nines. I will take the slide under. Oh, I'll, I'll just be devil's advocate. Uh, give me the over. 1,001 yard, please, Bob Barker. <laughs> there you go. Jamar Chase, get your mitts on him. Number one. All right, last but certainly not least, uh, we'd be remiss uh, if we didn't basically consider Kyle Pitts a wide receiver, Brandon, because he's going to be playing a lot of that, at least a a role similar to that, whether it's out of the slot or outside, for his new team and the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously a guy that was uncontainable uh, during his days at Florida. Freakish athlete, field stretcher extraordinaire, great hands, athleticism off the charts, and he has been ascending in drafts uh, since he was selected by Atlanta, of course, then since Julio Jones' departure to the Tennessee Titans. Overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued, maybe not so much at his tight end forward position, but what about 55.92 overall? What say you? 
Let's see. In a 12-team league, that's like just inside round five. Uh, I have no problem with that. Uh, overall, it's kind of a little bit tougher for me. But, yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's properly valued. Well, let's let's quantify it or qualify it this way. Uh, you know, throwing all positions in the mix. Guys that are going around, tell me you would rather have. Kyle Pitts or T. Higgins? Um, probably going to go. Ah, man, that's, that's tough. tough. Uh, that's tough. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. Uh, I would go Kyle Pitts there. What about Kyle Pitts or Miles Gaskin? Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm usually chasing the last of the running backs before they go off the board. So if I'm in the position where Miles Gaskin's like left, I'm probably going for Gaskin. Yeah, and you know what? I'm always in that same predicament, and I'm going to yeah. go Gaskin. And the same would apply for this guy, and I think you would agree with me. What about his teammate, Mike Davis? Yeah, exactly. I, Gaskin and Davis to me are just like, you know, they usually empty out that final uh, kind of bell cow back. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be chasing that. Yeah, Kyle Pitts right now projected for 109 targets, 74 receptions, 856 yards, and six touchdowns by Mr. Mike Clay. Meanwhile, Jeff Ratcliffe uh, listened to his pod, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network, called The Rant. Uh, he has got Kyle Pitts projected for 71 receptions at 105 targets, 809 yards, and 5.2 receiving touchdowns. Knowing that information, Brandon, this could be an extraordinary value. Over or under 774.5 receiving yards for Pitts. Available at BetMGM, minus 115 on the over, minus 110 on the under. Yeah, it's not usual that you, you say 700 and some yards for a tight end, but you do have to look at him as the wide receiver, too, in this offense. They're not going to run him as a traditional tight end. He's basically be lined up as a wide receiver. Yep. So, yep, give me the over with Julio Jones being gone. It's going to be a top five all-time season for a first-year tight end. Much like, you know, kind of like Evan Ingram, who had a yep. remarkable rookie campaign, and then he tumbled down the mountainside. And <laughs> I, can't, I, was, I go back to the well, I'm like, well, maybe he's going to be like the player he was his rookie season. But Kyle Pitts is extraordinary in a class by himself and is going to deliver all the fantasy and sports betting goodness in his inaugural campaign. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please follow Funston on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me there at Noisy Wavos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. I'm going to try to sneak in another episode next week. Brandon is off. He's going to be wrestling a grizzly bear somewhere in western Montana. Uh, but if I don't get one up, we'll have another episode in short order. You can bet on that. And until next time... Adios, amigos!